it simple, really. Great stories with a good cup of tea. It's the Tea with Mike show. On this episode, a French entrepreneur, Remy, stops by. Obviously, we're talking about entrepreneurship, and I also forgot the tea fact for the episode. So the tea fact for, is um, tea now grows in uh, 52 countries in the world, uh, with the oldest um, tree being in uh, China, that particular tree, tree that produces um, tea is um, 3,200 years old. So grab a cup of tea. And enjoy. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Tea with Mike show. Uh, joining me uh, for this one is uh, Remy. Uh, welcome to Tea with Mike, Remy. Hi, Mike. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, no, wor- no worries. So, h- how's your day going so far? It's very cool. Uh, a lot of meetings, a lot of business here in France, but uh, I love it. So, it's a great journey. So, no worries. Awesome, man. So, do you want to start by telling everyone a little bit about what you do? Yeah, of course. Sure. Um, I will do the short version. <laughs> um, <laughs> since, since 17 years, um, I, I worked for several companies. Um, uh, some are very small, some are very big, like eBay or Renault or NG. Um, and I'm working for them uh, about marketing strategies and marketing campaigns. And uh, since two months, I decided to to completely pivot my business. Um, so I decided to, how can I say that? I prefer to be a coach, you know, to, to manage uh, companies, to manage entrepreneurs. So okay. I love coaching. Uh, so I decided to, to coach people right now. Uh, and then, so what kind of uh, prompted the change? Because for a lot of people, that, that sounds quite cool, doing marketing strategy for big companies like, uh, eBay and all, all that sort of thing. What, what, what kind of prompted uh, the change of direction a little bit? Uh, to be honest, it's because probably probably because um, I did that too much longer, you know. So um, it was very funny. I, I loved it. I lived in London, for example, uh, during a year. It was crazy. I liked it. But I was very happy to come back to France, to okay. be honest. Uh, for several reasons, um, but yeah, I love the journey. But now I think that it's time for me to change, and I see that um, when I work for pe- for companies, they at the beginning they ask me about marketing, but at the end I'm like their coach, you know. So and I like that so much. Um, it's it, it it drives me, you know. So. I like two things right now, coaching and doing uh, shows. Uh, I, I already have different shows in video, in French and English, and I love it. Um, and I think now it's time for me to, to change. Cool. Uh, and, and then so uh, how, how long did you spend in London? A year. Yeah. So, so, so was, that just kind of, was that just working? Yeah, it was for... I worked for eBay there. Uh, I'm, I managed uh, the EPN, the eBay Partner Network, for oh, cool. France, Italy, and Spain uh, with a team. It was crazy stuff. I loved it. But uh, yeah, as I said, I love London for when I, I when I am a tourist, you know. But to live there, it's <laughs> how can I say that? <laughs> it's horrible for me to be honest. I prefer uh, ten times Paris. I prefer twenty times Cannes, uh, maybe thirty times Cannes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 
I love London. It's not okay. uh, that I li don't like it, but no, it's not for me. <laughs> a, a good fit for you. Got you. Um, so, so as you're busy working with uh, uh, clients, as you kind of mentioned at the beginning, you're working on marketing strategies with them. But by the end of your time with them, however that however that long that may be, you felt like you become more more of a coach. What what makes a good coach? Hmm, very good question. Um, I think it's to listen ten times that you speak. You know, Ooh, I don't know if you, if you say that in English. We say that in French, but. You need to listen, listen, and listen, and to understand uh, the, the the very profound problems of your customer. You know, um, a lot of entrepreneurs right now have very big struggles for uh, so much reasons. Um, and when they ask you the first time, they don't have the real maybe the real problem. You know, they think that this is this problem, maybe having more clients or uh, doing more marketing in Facebook or doing more Twitter ads, we don't know. But at the end of the day, it's not only that, it's sometimes more profound, you know, it's more, we need to go more deep in the problem. And I think it's to listening to understand their markets, it's very important. And after that, uh, you need to say, okay, now we have that kind of problem, we have that kind of solution, which solution will be the best for this customer and we need to work together and afterwards we can find the right solution at the right time and i think it's super important to be very how can i say to be very uh, uh, it's hard to find my word sorry i need to find to, to find the word but i will <laughs> at the end but yeah sorry? you need to be a good problem solver yeah, and to be close, yeah, it's this one, very, very close to the, the, the people you manage. Um, and you need to, of, of course, have a lot, a lot, a lot of empathy. Empathy, <laughs> as you know, Gary Vee used this word every day, and it's right. Uh, empathy is, for me, in business, the most important things in the world, by far. Because if you are empathetic, you can understand profound problems of people and you can find the right, the right solution because it's not always the same solution for everybody, you know, so. Okay. So, so when we're taking uh, the word empathy and we're applying it to a business context, what, 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 can you dive a little deeper on that, what that really, what that really means? And, and a little bit more on how it may, like you kind of were alluding to, how it may fluctuate from business to business or even individuals that you uh, may be working with? Yeah, of course. Uh, if you're not enough empathic, uh, if you don't have enough empathy, I think the customer will feel it. They will feel, okay, this guy is just talking. He's just, hey, I, I'm the best. You need to do that. You need to do a thing. You need to do it. Kind, kind, of, kind of here for the paycheck mentality, collecting, collecting money. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, the mentality, it's like, it's like being a, a boss rather than being a leader, you know, in a company. It's exactly the same, I think. A boss just say, you need to do that right now. Yeah. And a leader will we, say, okay, we can do this together and we can manage it together and let's do it together. So it's really different, I think. And the, the very important thing to understand is that as I said, there are a lot of people have very different kind of problems. And 
it's not always just marketing or just communication or just website or just uh, uh, finding new customers or it's so much profound i think um so much more profound definitely okay and then so so could you give me a couple of examples you which kind of have of when you've been working with clients from your experience what have been some of the most i guess common problems between lots of different sized businesses and individuals that you worked with and i guess what tactics have you used to help without giving away all your secrets in the more broader no 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 how have you helped these clients quote or businesses uh, overcome these kind of challenges yeah, yeah sorry of course it depends the size of the company uh, if you if you need to manage something for eBay, it's not the same that it's you need to f- to do something for a, a restaurant. You know, um, if it's a big company, the the big problems they have right now in general. I don't know every big yes. companies, of course. Um, in general, they have problems, especially the whole kind of companies. You know, the the companies who were already born before the internet, before smartphones, etc. Oh, okay. Yeah, that kind of company. Example, Renault. Renault, the the company, the very big company, cars company in France and worldwide. Um, The problem they have right now is it works. You know, they they, they sold a lot of cars everywhere in the world. They already buy Nissan. They already buy Mitsubishi. They are like, I think it's the third um, car manufacturing in the world right now. So they're very big. But the problem is... They, they are here since more than a, dec- uh, a century right now. So, um, and the, the problem is very strong because they say, okay, it works very well. We have a, we sold a lot of cars, but now the world is changing very fast, as you know. Especially and with the pandemic, okay. right? Sorry. Especially also especially with the pandemic right now, with a heavier emphasis on the digital and the technology to s- stay afloat in business. Of course, of course. It's very, it's a big struggle for them, for example, because they, they need to stock like millions of cars right now. Um, and they need to stock, like companies who stock oil right now. It's very hard for them because they, they stock it, but no one wants to buy it. So yeah. now it's, it will yeah. come back. But yeah, of course, uh, there is like millions of cars to sold, to sell, sorry. And uh, they say, okay, how can I do that? So they need to manage how, how they can change very quickly. Renault already did the change, to be honest. They are in the web since very long time, but they were very slow, you know, like Gold, like Volkswagen, like BMW, etc. If you compare to Tesla, for example, Tesla, of course, is very already smartphone complete, uh, yeah. web, web-wide, you know? Very modern company, so, Exactly. And for all car manufacturers, it's very hard because they say, okay, we need to change fast because if not, we will die. But we have like maybe one, uh, Renault, I think it's 100,000 employees in the world. You know what I mean? It's crazy. crazy. It's crazy business. So they say, okay, (laughs) we need to change, but uh, okay, how can I do it? You know, it's not easy. So they need to manage it. They need to to explain it to their employees. So it's very hard. Uh, they need to change very quickly. They need to sometimes, unfortunately, need to say, okay, to that kind of employees, we need to fire you. I'm very sorry, but it's business, you know? So it's hard to manage it, to be honest. And for 
for big companies like eBay, it's different because eBay, was, uh, of course, is web oriented yes. as you know, since yeah. 1994. Yeah. Uh, did you know that eBay was founded by a French? I did not. <laughs> Pierre Omidia is a French who, who is based in San Francisco. Okay. And he, he, he built eBay from scratch. And now it's a very massive company, as you know. But th there are different problems. For example, in France, like eight years ago, a new company called Le Bon Coin, in, in a good French, <laughs> uh, launched a, a company here in France and they distract the market. So eBay practically disappeared in the, the French uh, business. Oh. It was crazy. Yeah, it was very crazy. And I remember it very well because I worked at eBay at that time. <laughs> so they say, what's this shit? <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> Sorry for the, That's okay. the shit. <laughs> they say, what, what's going on? There, there is a, a very low low numbers right now in France. I say, yeah, it's normal. We're, we're dead. <laughs> we're nearly dead. So they say, what's going on? And I explain to them, there is a new competitor, very massive. So it was like, <clears throat> to be honest, in less than six months, they take everything. Like everything. It was like, 70% of market share stolen. <laughs> it was crazy. So, so, uh, so yeah. what, what, why, do you, why do you think specifically talking about the, the demographic of France, uh, because eBay operates on a global scale, why do, why do you think this new competitor was so successful like so quickly? It's because um, eBay was already very popular at that time in France. A lot of people used it um, because, of course, uh, as I said, PR Media was very famous. Um, but to be honest, Le Bon Coin coming, it was very, very simple. The, the website was horrible. As I say, horrible. It's like, it's like web in 1993, you know, very, very old style. Yes. But it worked so perfectly. The people just click on buttons and it works right now, you know. You just take a photo. You, you tap the price, you, you, you tap send, and it works. And at that time, it was so much more difficult on eBay to do the same thing that people decided to say, okay, it's free on Le Bon Coin. It's so much easier. So let's, do, let's, let's go to Le Bon Coin. And it's why, it's why it was very hard to eBay for that time. But now it's different because the market is very strange. Uh, as you know, Vinted was very, a very big competitor. Um, and eBay changed their business model because right now they prefer to use uh, professional vendors, professional sellers like Amazon. And now eBay is much more a competitor to Amazon than to Le Bon Coin, you know. Thank you. So, yeah, I think there is, there is place for both of them, to be honest. Obviously on slightly uh, different scales and business models, correct? And Le Bon Coin at the beginning was a Swedish, I think. It was a, a Swedish company who decided to invade France. I don't know if they already invade England with another name. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so, 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 so this company that kind of pushed eBay out of France, is it, what is it doing? Is it, are there any major differences between eBay and the, the, this French company? Or is it... Or, or was it just more that they were more modernized and on trend through like website design and that sort of thing, which attracted 
people. Yeah, there, there is a difference because um, it's not exactly the same system. Um, uh, there is no oh I, I I lost the word on eBay um, en share. Um, sorry, uh, I will find it. <laughs> um, <laughs> on Le Bon Coin, you just as I said, you take a photo, you 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 launch the product on the website. You take the price, and the people need to buy at this price. There is no, um, you know what I mean? Oh, 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 so so the price to see is the price to pay. It, it's exactly. already it, it's already added in things like shipping and GST and that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And on eBay, you know, you you can do you can do direct uh, selling with direct price, and you can do the other way. I don't remember the name in English. Sorry. Um, yeah, let's. It's not. It's not. It's not very, very bad. Like the product price, isn't it? And then you've got, but then you've got the additional fees. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And the thing is, to be honest, it was because it's so much simple to push uh, uh, your product on this website rather than eBay. Now it's Vinted. Vinted arrived in France very quickly, like two or three years ago, and a lot of people decided to go to Vinted and to say bye bye to Le Bon Coin and eBay uh, because. It's so easy, just ding, bam, bam, and it works. So it's very, very clever. And I think Vinted will be a very big, a very big opponent to that kind of business right now. And, and, and do you think it made such an impact quickly, on, specifically on the French market, because of like the the uh, how friendly it was for the user to use and how much time it saved them? I think it's because. Um, French love technology in general. They love using new technology. A lot of people, um, foreigners, say that French don't like technology. It's super untrue. Um, we ha do, do you know the Minitel? No. Minitel was a French creation in 1982. It was the pre-internet. It was like a box with okay. a keyboard. And you can uh, you can uh, book your 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 train tickets in 1992. And I remember you can find it. You you need to find it after after this call. Um, there is um, uh, a New York Times newspaper in 1983. We talk about this, and they say, "Wow, France has a very massive technology called Minitel," and mm -hmm. Minitel with that kind of crazy thing you can book a train ticket and for that time it was crazy cool and that was crazy you know because it was like very before the internet <laughs> and uh <laughs> you know it's what i want to say is that uh, french love technology so when they find out a new technology they try it very quickly and if it works very well and if it works better than the other one they just choose it you know so so that's quite, that's quite interesting. So there must be, based off what you just told me, there must be quite a lot of companies that look at the French market with interest if they already know that there's a strong interest in a high user, high number of users, which is important on the revenue aspect side. Um, in France, uh, they must always be looking at uh, the French market um, with, with, with an interest in how can we be better than the last thing? Because as you, you've already been through, I think it's like three or four like changes specifically in uh, France, uh, from eBay to these other French companies, and then yeah, 
Yeah, there is a lot of other examples. Uh, I, I, I like this one. Uh, Instagram, as you know, uh, launched recently, I think it's two or three years ago, they launched Instapreneurs, like the contraction be between Instagram and entrepreneurs. Entrepreneur is a French word. Did you know that? <laughs> and um, they, they build this thing and they say to me because I know the the European director of Instagram I already interviewed her and she said to me that we do this first Instapreneur event in Paris rather than in the US because we find out that a lot of French entrepreneurs use Instagram very well to sell products and services So they say the first event ever about instapreneurship will be in France. And it was two years ago, I think. You can you can find the, the, the interview I did with, with her. I don't know what Yeah. Oh, I think it's in French. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I will translate it. You know. okay. I'll put it in the text. <laughs> but yeah, she said to me that, yeah, it's, it's a good example. Because to be honest, right now, I think in France, there is like 30 million uh, users of Instagram. And I think it's the same in England and Germany. The problem with big companies like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, etc., they understand right now that they need to have team, small teams in France, Italy, Spain, Germany, England, because we are not the same, as you know. <laughs> We're oh, different. Different cultural. Yeah, different, exactly. Uh, yeah, different uses, uses for technology, yeah, depending on the economy, etc., And recently, they understand that. They understood that uh, very recently. For example, let me let me show you an example. Airbnb, the very well-known company, they understood it, and they say, okay, we don't have, we don't need a, a, a special team in England or in Germany or in France with all people. No, we will do small companies, small teams, you know, and we can of course work together, but yeah. just small teams, French, uh, England. English, sorry, German, uh, Italian, etc. And they work together because they understand that, for example, Airbnb is very interesting because, as you know, uh, France and Paris are the most uh, visited place in the world right now. So, like, the, the recent uh, figures for two, 2019 was 91 million tourists in France a year. That's crazy. This year, of course, it will be different, as you know, yeah. but it's like that. It's the same and they say... Yeah, sorry? I was just saying that's the same everywhere in the world in terms yeah, of, of course. visitors and tourism, etc. And Airbnb say, okay, France is the premier, the, the first destination for Airbnb. Uh, they, they say that Paris is very, they say the first um, uh, city visited by Airbnb people as Paris and second is New York. So Paris is first. And um, they say that, yeah, okay, uh, Paris and France is a very massive market for us, of course, because we have a lot of business there. So they say, okay, we will, we need an Airbnb French team. So they build it. After that, they say, okay, England is good also. So we need to build yeah. London, of course. We need to build Berlin. We need to build Spain. All these big capital cities, yeah. Yeah. And it's hard for them because they say, okay, if you, if you come back 15 years ago, uh, Americans say, okay, we do, we do our product, our service, and we just spread around the world and everybody will come. But it's not the case in reality. Of course, some people come, but not too much. And the problem for them is if they don't understand that very quickly, 
a new small company will create in England, in France, and Germany to compete against them. Gotcha. And it's what it's what happened to Groupon. You know Groupon? Groupon? No, I don't. But... Groupon? Groupon is a very big company right now, but at the beginning it was very small. It's a ticketing company. You can you can buy, uh, for example, you can buy a, a restaurant for 50% uh, off very easily. Oh, okay. you just yeah, on your phone, tac tac. It's very well known. It's worldwide. Uh, at the beginning, it was very small company in the US, and when they came to France, they need to buy a, um, an opponent because it was too big already. City deal. And uh, I think City Deal was also in England. I, I don't remember, but maybe. And they say, okay, there is two solutions. The first one is to push marketing things to try to convince people to come to Groupon rather than City Deal, or just say, no, no, it's too hard. They say, okay, how much? <laughs> how much to, to buy City Deal's customer? And it was very, very high numbers. And because they don't understand that they need to do it before. They need to create teams in France, Italy, Spain, and England. So now companies understand that, but it was very hard for them at the beginning. Awesome. And then so move, moving away from uh, this a little bit, um, what is your uh, favorite part about entrepreneurship? Um, sorry, how can I go come become entrepreneur, you mean? No, no um, what's, what's your favorite part about being an, an entrepreneur? Ah. Okay, uh, it's a very, very interesting uh, question, and I will ask you too afterwards, uh, because I, I want to know you much more, because I speak too much, I think. Um, liberty, definitely. Um, I think it's, it's a hard question, because for me, entrepreneurship is everything, you know. So it's, I think it's inside my heart, uh, inside my brains. Um, it's a feeling. It, it, you you can be an employee and an entrepreneur, you know, for me, in my in my opinion, because some employees can have a mindset of entrepreneur. But for me, it's hard. Uh, so and for a lot of entrepreneurs, very hard. <laughs> I know that they don't want to <laughs> to work for anybody anymore. Yes. But yeah. And for you, what, what's uh, what's the best thing? Well, I, I wouldn't actually call myself an entrepreneur. I just uh, I guess I just started. You are, you are an entrepreneur. You think? Yeah, you are. I just don't like using the word. I, in my opinion, I I started uh, the Tea with Mike show, and then I do, I just get to have conversations and uh, drink tea with people. Obviously, in my head, I have a long term vision on my journey. Um, but obviously, when I first started it, I was just doing it for fun. Now it's become a little bit more serious. I invest a lot of time into it. And I drink a lot of tea, so uh, I, I don't. I guess I don't like using the word entrepreneur. I just like to be like there. I have the show where I talk to people and I learn more about them. Do you plan to launch like a, a tea e-commerce thing or something? I'll totally, I'll totally manage it. Well, it's uh, as Gary Vee says because I know I've seen the picture of you with Gary Vee. Pretty cool. Um, I'm kind of playing the long game, so right now really focused on awareness of what I'm doing and building up the audience, and then obviously, and then the community, I'm, yeah. I'm doing a lot of work in the research behind e-commerce and merchandising, and so. But what I'm doing is I'm building up my audience like to the thousands and making them really loyal because I'm giving so much value. And then at a later date, 
um, then, then, then I'm going to convert and, it, and, it, and it'll pay off. So I'm playing the long game. Do you have a real passion for tea? I think so. Yes, I love tea. It's been from England. It's been drinking it for a long time. It's a cultural thing. It's crazy because I, I said to my um, to my sister, you need to listen to this show. She's, she loves uh, she loves tea and she loves England. So I think it's a perfect match for her. <laughs> Thanks for promoting. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, yeah. it's a good show. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, so it's, it's, been, it's been an interesting journey. Always learning new things, right? Like, yeah. like I was explaining before, before, before we started this, how... I changed my background now, so it looks more interesting, like uh, for, for for people and and stuff. So always trying to improve. Yeah, it's, you 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 say a, book, a good point. Um, I need to learn every day. If I don't learn, I like I'm like, what's what's going on? <laughs> If I don't learn, I I have the impression to to come back, you know, to the older me, to the old me, you know. So I think you have the same, to, to be honest, you have, you are an entrepreneur. I'm pretty sure I'm 1000% sure of that. Uh, as I said, entrepreneurship is a mindset. It's not, you have thousands or millions of dollars. It's not about money. It's about how you feel, how you think, how you create, and what you're trying and what you will create with this show is, 10,000% uh, entrepreneurship for me. No, good. Do, do, do you kind of, seeing as we're talking about it, do you, do you have any uh, other questions or something you, that, you want to, that you want to ask me? Yeah, of course. Well, what's, uh, as you know, I, I uh, interviewed Gary V three times in France, in Cannes, French Riviera. Um, yeah. And it was great. Yeah, three times. Yeah. You can find the videos on my YouTube. I'm going to go. <laughs> and I know that you you were in the Tea with Gary V show very recently. And yes. the problem is I didn't, I just see you and I say, oh, I don't have time to, to see, you know, the, the, the thing, unfortunately. So what what's happening? What happened? I, oh, oh, what, oh, yeah. So, I, um, so as soon as, so I've been following him for about two years. Uh, it was a strange journey and then obviously when you first start watching his stuff you think he's a bit a bit of a nut job right because it's he's, talk, he's talking about lots of things that don't like you don't understand and, and you can't resonate to but then as you watch it more and then you, and then you listen see it goes back to when you were talking about listening and um, you, you start to pick up on things that you can apply to improve Uh, your own life so 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 i was doing that for a while and then i got excited when he kind of liked a couple of tweets of mine uh, and then obviously as we know because of the pandemic he started the team with gary v show and then because i started building up quite an active audience on social media people started tweeting at me oh my mike did you did you see that gary v's got a show because i didn't see it at first and then The, lots of different people made me aware, so I started checking it out, and and then I'd, and then even before that, I guess I've been talking to members of his team because people forget that, that he has a big team behind him. And now, so, yes, it was not the same at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And so a lot of them uh, 
kind of followed me and we've talked previously. So my strategy for like I guess getting on the show was just keep talk keep talking to uh, them and it was and it helped that I'd already been talking long before the tea with Gary V show, right? And then after and then well I guess and then after that um yeah oh and then I made some videos on a little bit on why I should be on the show and then I kept tweeting like T facts at Gary and stuff like that and <laughs> eventually I got to be on the show. It's cool. Do you have a, a lot of new customers, uh, not customers maybe, but new new people who follow you very quickly or uh, what? Yeah. Yes, for, for sure. For sure. When, when he has like 300,000 to half a million people watch the <laughs> video, it, it definitely gives you some exposure because that's how you saw me, right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so really just been focusing on building those relationships with all these uh, different people. Yeah, seeing what it can do for them, and then obviously, obviously, eventually weaving into what I do and a show. Yeah. So I guess yeah. It's, yeah. Cool. yeah. it's cool. What's the objectives uh, in uh, in a year, in three years, and five years uh, on your show? Did you know that? Uh, What's the goals? Well, that's good. <laughs> so, so I guess over the next year, because. Because of, because of the pandemic, just just like being consistent, putting out the content every single day, building building those uh, relationships. So, so I guess that's that's the main priority goal in you over the next year, and I guess all the way through because that's how you keep growing and growing. Of course. Um, and then while I'm working on that, obviously then there's lots of work going on behind the scenes. Uh, and 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 uh, things like things like that in, in the next step. So like merchandise and that sort of thing, and always improving. You want to my... you want to merchandise? Absolutely, one hundred percent. I think tea mugs is going to be a hot seller. No, no joke. <laughs> yeah, we'll just, see. We'll just, see. Just, just because just because it's just because it's on brand and it's cultural and it's also related to the show. Uh, yeah, the uh, question. If I was at your place, at your position, I will ask me the question: Is it better to sell directly tea, or is it better to sell merchandising, or both? Maybe. Well, it's a so, good question, I think. So, so my plan is to start because I'm I'm a, I'm very small, small still. So building up that brand loyalty and start with merchandising, and then as the audience gets bigger, bigger and bigger, then you can be more ambitious once you've got revenue in the bank right you have to yeah you have to get a certain amount of capital in the bank in order to work towards bigger goals i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah of course i said that to you because a friend of mine recently launched a tea commerce in france so maybe it's it can be interesting i know he speaks well english so maybe it can be interesting for you to discuss about it because uh, you recently did that, and it was very good product. Uh, it was organic. It's organic. It's uh, the the um, the brand is very cool. I think yeah, it can be interesting for you. Sure. Yeah. So that's awesome. Um, and then so that's kind of a year. Uh, and then three three years from now, uh, the, the merchandise will be like up and up up and running while still putting out the content. So in three years, so if I'm uh, I should be, hopefully in three years, I should be at least like 10,000 followers. 
like specifically for, for, for like the, the show and then hope really working on getting the website traffic up week in, week out, making sure they're watching the videos on the website because that's, that's quite challenging. And then, and then five years. I, I don't know yet. I guess I don't know yet. Yeah, it's interesting what you said because you already you only talk about visitors um, uh, growth in terms of numbers, but not about cash or business. Um, it's interesting because, as you know, yeah, you don't you don't need to talk about directly uh, buy 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 or sell 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 something. Of course, you know that it's not the good strategy, but it can be, I think, interesting to to begin more quickly uh, about uh, what you can do. Maybe it can be, of course, like I said, maybe someone who paid you like a sponsorship for the show at the beginning, it can be a good start. Uh, I think yeah, you will, it will work. I didn't mention it, but that is something that, that I have thought about, sponsorships and stuff. But then, but, but then, as, a, but then as, a, as I was thinking about that, obviously as I'm learning, You have to kind of like think strategically. Who do I want sponsoring and that sort of thing? Is it on brand? So like T brands would be once the show's bigger and it has more data behind it, then that would be a good kind of avenue to start. Uh, I think that uh, a tea shop right now can can say, okay, this show is uh, is cool. Um, it's at the beginning, so maybe it's not too expensive right now to pay Mike. You know. So you can you can play on that because that's a good point. Yeah, you can play on that because of course, let, let's say you are a tea shop, you are a tea company. You say okay, there is a massive podcast with millions followers. It will it will maybe you need to pay ten thousand bucks uh, for just one episode. It's maybe too high for them, you know. Definitely, yeah. So with a small show, they can say okay. It's not massive uh, thing, but they're very. The people who listen are very good, wow. you know, very good customer, very loyal. So yeah, why not? And you can manage. I think, to my, in my opinion, it's my opinion. It's not uh, you know <laughs> the reality, but it's my opinion. I I think you can find already someone very quickly to promote uh, their company on the show. But be very careful on one thing. The real important thing when you do sponsorship on the show is to don't, of course, don't find don't find bad bad uh, company, of course, but also be very careful where and how you integrate the publicity, you know, the, the commercial inside your show. Because if you do it to, for example, I, I hate when people at the beginning of the show say, okay, this show is sponsored by, no. It's not good. I just want to skip it, you know. It's like a, a commercial on TV. No, no, <laughs> I don't want that. Yes. If you explain, if you explain during the show, okay. Thank you for this company because of the show running for thanks to them, etc. I will say, okay, it's cool. You know, it's like smooth, smooth criminal. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? So yeah. But I think it's the only very big thing. And I'm pretty sure you will find a, a small or medium team com tea company right now who are willing to pay you for promoting your show, for sponsorship your show. Interesting. Uh, and then do you, do you, I don't know, do you, do you have any tips? Because something that I've been thinking about is trying to get to talk about Tea with Mike in and media outlets. 
and and now might be a good time because maybe some people want a break from talking about the pandemic and the coronavirus. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, I was a journalist uh, some some years ago uh, about business, and um, a lot of people trying to convince journalists with bad content, with uh, cold emails, very bad cold emails, um, very bad strategy in general, um, and. It's not only in France, it's the same in England and in the US, so well, it's yeah. it's worldwide. But I think, of course, you need to be on the news. It's very important for a journalist to have content on the news because they need, their work is to explain the news, you know? So, okay, if if you talk about something like it was two years ago, they say, okay, it's two years ago, well, I don't care, you know? It's not the right fit, the right time. So, of course, you need to, to use news to to interact with them, and of course, right now it's the right time. I think very quick, quickly because there is a lot of struggles, as you know, and they like new stories, new positive uh, stories. Yeah, yeah, they need it for their for their audience. So yeah, I think it's the right time. Okay, any any Let's do it. <laughs> Any tips for right-hooking um, media interviews, or like, even an online, not necessarily? Yeah. Of course. Uh, any tips? Mm, don't use emails on the first on the first um, the first approach. Never email uh, LinkedIn or Twitter. Uh, <laughs> LinkedIn or Twitter only. Uh, for example, right now, all the good journalists are on Twitter because it's like their new email, you know. They say, okay, on Twitter, I will, I will check the, the, the last good thing, the last important things in just one click so I can see what's happening in the world right now. So if you can enter to the, that kind of discussions with them. And I think, yeah, the, the, the good tip is to don't ask them directly to enter in already discussion, you know. I don't know if it's understandable what I said, but um, for example, if you find out Ten, let's say you find out 10 great journalists who really want to discuss with them. Just follow their account, see when they interact with someone else, just use the notification button so you can yeah. see yeah. when they interact, when they are on their computer. And when they discuss about something, just entering the discussion at that time, like five or 10 minutes, and they will change and they, they will respond and boom you have the first contact. Because if you just email someone like everybody else did. They're not going to look at it, yeah. They, they don't care. To be honest, I was just a small business journalist in France and I received more than 500 mails a day. 500 mails a day. How can I find oh, you? Like that shit? You know what I mean? Of course, I will read some of them, but I can't read everything. I need to work, you know? <laughs> so uh, I will just check it and perhaps maybe. But the, the thing is, I will spend so much more time on Twitter and LinkedIn to find out good stories, to find out news. So and if you like this thing, you will, you will win. Awesome. Well, thank you uh, so much uh, for being on the show today. Yeah, it was very cool. All right, guys, uh, that was another fantastic episode of the Tea with Mike show uh, with Remy. And uh, make sure you uh, watch this episode at teawithmike.com. Thanks again, Remy. Thanks again, and don't forget something very important.
the audience of this mic show. It's super important right now to be an entrepreneur and it's super cool. So let's do it. <laughs> Free man. Thanks again. Thanks. Bye-bye. It's the Tea with Mike show.